um, and uh, Startree uh, is in a B, in Bay Area and it is focused for real-time analytics and anomaly detection and uh, uh, all of you probably know like there's a lot of budge going on uh, on AI and how AI will radically change the nature of product management and I came across um, a great article written by Henry and I was curious to learn further um, and that's why I thought uh, why don't we uh, group uh, together and chat about it and see what Henry thinks and what he has uh, to share with all of us. Uh, with that I'll open up the floor Henry uh, my first question to you is if you can introduce yourself and then um, um, share like what is there in your LinkedIn profile, what's not in their LinkedIn profile, and then we can dive into the topic. Yeah, sure. So I'm Henry. Um, I got into practice about 11 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. Um, had absolutely no idea what I was doing, but was uh, traveling by myself and came up with a, a business idea. Went back to university in the UK, sort of started that, learned really just through doing, learned through practice, learned, learned the hard way. Um, that business fell two years later, in fact, and really the last eight years, the driving sort of force in my life has been, at least in my work life, has been you know, really trying to understand what makes products succeed and fail, what makes effective product leaders um, versus the, the rest. So over the last two to three years, I've been running a business as a solo founder, a business is Product MBA, where we fast track product managers to becoming confident, effective product leaders, but actually getting you to build a real product from scratch. Um, more recently, however, I have been really deep diving into AI just to, you know, understand what are the implications for, for building products and, and also, you know, what are the implications for, for us as, as product managers? So I've been deep in that space the last um, month or so. And I think it's, uh, I'm, you know, we'll talk about it shortly, but, um, you, you know, I'm going to stop there because I know Maddie's got some questions on, on AI and product. <laughs> Thank you, Henry. I know um, I have um, taken your courses in the past and it was super useful in terms of uh, the amount of knowledge and expertise you have and uh, definitely will hear more today and about AI and see where it goes. So my quest first question to you is how will AI change the way product managers do their jobs today? Yeah, great question. And just before we jump in, I think a caveat, um, you know, my, I, I'm not an expert on AI. Like, I, you know, I have pretty limited knowledge about how generative AI works. Um, I have just been playing around with a lot of the tools and, and, and really actually applying it to real world product situations. So it's very much a sort of real world, you know, this is what I've observed and, and learned from, um, you know, testing out these tools. So the, the, the short answer is there's, um, there's, there's really two areas that where, where AI adds value, right? There's the obvious one, which is the automation, right? The automation of repetitive tasks um, uh, and of, of some research, right? So, you know, in that way, we can think of it as an, a, an assistant. You know, um, that means that, you know, rather than basically it's like having a very smart, very fast intern, I'm sure many of you have been using things like ChatGPT. In a way that we, you know, we would use it, we would use Google search, right? We have a question, we, we go and ask a question and we get um, some sort of uh, um, response back from it. Now, the, the second area where I see a huge amount of value is improvement of the quality of our product work itself. So what, what do I mean by that? Um, 
you know, I mean, it's all about ChatGPT is the sort of the most reliable, most effective tool currently for product managers. Um, it's extremely powerful when we don't just ask it a single question. So, for example, a big mistake I know many product people are making at the moment is that they will, you know, they'll say like, okay, I run a B2B product, give me five ideas to improve retention. What are you going to get? You're going to get a pretty generic answer back. And in fact, what we've been using, what we're going to be teaching in an upcoming bootcamp, in fact, is when you sequence questions together, you start to get really powerful, really unique, insightful answers. So for example, there's a, and I will share this um, with, with the, the listeners, uh, we put together decision trees where you can ask the right questions in the right sequence to provide ChatGPT with the right context, like enough context about your business, and then also lead it towards giving you, let's say, a unique product strategy. So that could be for a, you know, a new product you're developing, it could be auditing an existing product. And it may in some cases just be validation of, of what you're already doing, which is also really powerful. So, you know, yes, it's about automation and, you know, saying, hey, I need to write a, a product requirements document or I need to write some user stories. It's, it's great for that. But also I, when it's used properly, it can really lift up the quality of your, your ideas. Yeah, that's very helpful uh, to share that. Can you uh, like share one example, maybe uh, for the listeners, it will be useful as you say, like decision metrics, um, how does like, if you can share one example and how ChatGPT uh, could be beneficial in that situation? Yeah, yeah, sure. So for example, um, uh, I, you know, currently with one of my ex co-founders, we are looking at developing a new business so you know i see this i'm not one to jump on trends like current when clubhouse came along everyone said hey henry you should go to clubhouse because it's you know going to be the next big thing but but this is a this is going to be a persistent trend and i see the, the the power of it so specific example um i am currently using it in two situations so the first is to do market analysis so get, you know, for example, we are looking at a variety of ideas. I'll just get up specifically that we're looking at how you might be able to customize, sorry, personalize and automate um, um, customer outreach for, for existing customers. The goal being to re-engage those customers or to resell to them. That could be with existing products or with, with new products. So um, rather than spending like a week looking at different products, testing them out, I can get a really good idea very quickly of a competitive market um, by asking ChatGPT the right prompts about, you know, what are the current solutions being used? How much roughly are people paying? Give me five ideas for early adopter markets I could focus on. Um, and a really good output, in fact, of one of the decision trees that I'll, I'll share with you all is, for example, coming out with a really strong blue ocean strategy canvas. So, so what does that mean? It means we've got a good idea of what are the, the key factors of value, the key things that Currently, competitors in this market are doing well. Um, what are they doing well? What are they potentially doing badly? And therefore, we can get a sense of you know, where there might be a gap in the market. So in that case, it's really about um, market analysis, understanding needs and opportunities to so doing our product discovery work all the way through to actually helping me craft a concrete product strategy. Awesome. Thanks a lot for sharing that. I think this uh, clearly says that how AI is going to augment uh, 
PM's life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that sounds very interesting. One uh, thing that you brought up, like writing, asking the right questions and uh, kind of forming that decision matrix. And I think that's the true strength of PMs, like we're asking the right questions, thinking through critically and leveraging that as a strength and uh, using the strengths of chat GPT and then augmenting your life. So that sounds very promising. Now, my follow-up question to you, and I see Motion has raised a hand. Uh, I'll get back to you, Motion. Just uh, give me a few seconds and I'll invite you to the stage. Um, my next question was related to this. Uh, since we talked about augmenting uh, the life of PMs, what are some of the challenges mm -hmm. uh, at the same time you you may see uh, when AI comes into the picture and how it's going to impact PMs? Yeah, some of the challenges. I, I think that the first one is, well, we can talk about, you know, some of the, the principles of using these tools effectively. I'm happy to talk about in a, in a second. Um, in terms of challenges, I think the first thing is to just to remember that this, you know, I think it's dangerous actually for a less experienced PM to use these tools. Why do I say that? Because, you know, Mando, as you said, good product management is about asking the right questions. So, you know, for example, to get a good output around, okay, what, you know, what, what do we think is a good, good product strategy? You need, you need to have the experience and the human brain to say, yeah, that is a good strategy, whatever ChatGPT might be, be telling me or, you know, showing me the market uh, of um, sales automation tools, like what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses? And you need to be able to say, yeah, we are, I see a gap here, you know, with, with uh, uh, speed or personalization or pricing. For example, so I think the first challenge is that there will be many people that sort of blindly follow the output from ChatGPT or guides like the one that I've put together without really knowing what, what what's going on there. And a good example of that actually is if you ask ChatGPT to say, okay, you know, based on the research and our conversation of you know looking look at the market, you know, what what are the three things that we could focus on? terms of differentiation it's going to say hey you could basically the point it will make is like you should be the best at everything and any real world product manager knows that that is unrealistic right we have to start by you know focusing on one maybe two things that we do really really well later sure we can we can sort of broaden out but but it's about focus rather than trying to sort of tick every box and please every customer so i think first challenge is just not to blindly follow um what, what um what the output is um, I think that the second one is also to realize that there is no playbook with this. You know, we, we, we're going to teach in this bootcamp prompts. Um, again, this sort of decision tree, a way to sort of guide you in your product decision making and, and product planning, you know, road mapping these kind of things. But you need to be able to ask the right questions yourself based on the unique output you're going to get from those tools. I think that's where the key value is is not to say, hey, ChatGPT, give me a product strategy for, you know, uh, this product, here's a brief description of it, for example. It's, um, yeah, it's about knowing nuance, asking the right questions, digging in, trying to understand like, why it might give you an answer, for example. And, you know, it's not a big challenge. It just, it, it just takes a mindset of experimentation and, and practicing with these tools. Thank you. I think that is uh, uh, 
very well said um i had few follow-up questions but i will hold up and i see mohsen had raised a, a hand for a question so go ahead mohsen unmute yourself and ask the question thanks uh this is a great session so thanks for setting this up uh so my question is let me just set it up set the context so we have um aiml product managers today um that they work on basically problems solving problems you know um using mostly non-generative ai mm -hmm. using AI, yes um and most of that we see that like you know predictive analytics using past data now as gen ai gets to start you know companies start to adopt generative ai technologies um you know we're going to see enterprises basically needing um you know technologists you know and and product managers so my question is for so, so setting aside the productivity you know using chat yeah, and yeah. tools for product managers that they want to jump into gen ai solutions for for verticals or your or general like for enterprises what is is there anything different that we have to bring to the table for example for non-generative yeah. ai solutions versus generative good AI point good point I, you know from experimentation ChatGPT has just blown this out of the water because you can this is not publicly available but you'll see great examples on twitter um and you can do this yourself actually by copying and pasting data ChatGPT can give can basically do the work of a business analyst, if not a data scientist, in terms of you input data or upload some data, and it's going to give you some unique insights back from that. Um, so the point is that we don't need to develop custom tools anymore in this space. Um, I don't think I may be completely wrong with this further down the line, but I, I you know I see the landscape being there are going to be thousands of custom tools so rather than like at the moment i'm sort of hacking things together by like having a conversation with ChatGPT. in future there's going to be a products that are based on ChatGPT um that will be standalone pro products that will pay for so so other implications that markets are really going to break down and be highly nuanced and niche focused example of that is the one proposition i'm looking at currently which is um for example as i said uh accessing customer data that a company has and using that to craft custom um, custom message re-engagement messages to their customers. So, you know, what are we doing there? We're just, um, we're going to be using ChatGPT's API, for example, to do that analysis. So that's, that's text-based right, in that case. Um, but it does have capabilities to uh, pass massive amounts of data and give unique insights from that. I imagine there will be cases where it's like, no, no, you need to actually do some custom ML, but I think in most cases, you're not going to need that. So, you know, again, coming back to my caveat at the beginning, it really comes down to like, are you asking the right questions? Like, yeah, I think you, there, there'll probably still be a need for like a data scientist to integrate and be tracking things properly. Maybe not. I think even that might be automated, but um, in terms of the, the accessing of insights from the data, that's going to come down to asking the right questions, which, you know, again, is, is you can already be training that, improving that with general product experience and also just practicing with something like ChatGPT. Thank you. Um, Good question. Thank you, Henry. Uh, Mohsen, uh, did it answer your question um, or do you have any follow-up? 
No, it definitely answered my questions that a lot of what product brings to the table, they'll still basically need to ask the right questions and then taking insights and and figuring out mm. where and to I go think, next. So, yeah. I think she, Maddie, sorry, I, I skipped over the, 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 sort of the key thing, the key shift for us as product people, which is that, and, and it's linked to, you know, what I just said, um, we, all of our lives, the work has been the thing that mattered. So, you know, idea, there's, you know, ideas are, um, there's a there's quote around sort of ideas are a dime a dozen, i.e., hey, everyone's got ideas. It's about execution. And you listen to, you know, podcasts by people like Reid Hoffman, there's, you know, the big, the big famous founders, Silicon Valley, it's all about execution for them. Um, now that is going to shift because execution is going to come really, really easy where we can, you know, for example, um, we can, at some point in the next two years, I think we're going to be able to say, hey, ChatGPT, build, uh, copy, let's say LinkedIn, copy LinkedIn, build LinkedIn for me. And it's going to do that in minutes. So um, execution no longer matters. You know, it's going to be about the input that we put in as product managers. And usually we probably work with a technical person, but if you have technical experience and you're going to be a one-man super team, one-woman super team. Um, uh, so the big shift is going to be the ideas suddenly become everything. The ability to come up with really nuanced ideas about, hey, yeah, let's do LinkedIn, but for this specific niche or in this really different, unique way. Um, so that there's ideas and, and, and layered within that is a depth of understanding around product strategy. So for example, like with, with the guys that I'm working with at the moment, we, you know, we are, without even starting, we're already thinking about... Um, uh, defensibility like trenches how do we build a defense because we could launch something and it starts to get good traction but someone can come along and just copy it extremely quickly so you know understanding things like network effects how you leverage and improve data over time and i think was not actually coming back to your question now like one of our three is a data scientist because you know we think there's something that we're going to have to do in terms of machine learning or, or, or um, you know, uh, uh, improving the product through the data that we're going to be gathering so that there is going to be something there. But I don't think it's like the core capability of a PM. And obviously that will depend on the company you work in there as well. Yep. And I just wanted to add one more thing. I think um, we're talking a lot about the chat GPT, but beyond chat GPT, like chat GPT turns out to be expensive as well, right? To maintain mm -hmm. those large Absolutely. language models. But uh, where else, like, the impact could be and uh, PMs can have a huge role to play here, especially if um, in the spectrum of, like, overall, like, chat experience we are diving in, then AI-powered customer service chatbots, that doesn't need an extensive, like, big language model to train for. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could yeah, just yeah. apply your business yeah, context uh, over there and context come... Um, a huge uh, part of it and uh, like applying mm -hmm. the business context plus uh, taking the value of like some kind of like Q&A kind of experience and learning the intent of the human. I think these are some of the places like where PMs can have a big role to play because defining these things are extremely hard and um, chat GPDs are not as useful in this case, in my opinion, although it, you could leverage and make it a great product, but it also comes with cost. So that is one other th thing that I would just want to add mm. to this conversation. And I think actually, 
just so I wanted to, to talk as well about uh, we talked about ChatGPT, which is not the only thing going on in AI. Autonomous agents. Um, I, I wrote quite an in-depth article on this. I'll link I'll link through to it after. These are super exciting. Um, as with all AI, the the hype is not sorry, it doesn't live up to the hype yet, but it's very exciting. So what is an autonomous agent? Whereas a generative AI is essentially where we're we're analyzing data. Right, so you ask ChatGPT a question, it goes off and analyzes some sources like articles, for example, and then it's going to come out with a, um, you know, use that as ingredient and, and spit it out as a, as a recipe, right? A, a piece of text or an image in the case of MidJourney. Autonomous agents are essentially where you, you define an objective. So for example, say, plan a trip for me and my friends to go to Japan next year. Plan a book, sorry. Autonomous agents are have an ability to set multiple goals um, pursue those goals, adjust along the way, and um, where it finds barriers, find like ways around that, and then adjust the plan as it goes. So you have different what are called agents. So one might be doing research on like, hey, where might I go? The other might be booking a flight for me. The other one might be booking accommodation or presenting you with three options in each city that I'm going to visit, for example. Um, that's really, really exciting. Now, it's still a little bit limited. Like, there are some cool things you can do. Like, I've, I've literally used it to plan a trip to Japan, which is pretty cool. Um, some people are using it to do like automated sales outreach, um, website building, still very much in its infancy. Now, but th that is a huge opportunity for us as product people. You know, I think we're going to see this sort of like two-tiered system of superpower PMs, which are the ones that are going to be actually building new products using these tools or completely reinventing you know let's say you're a pm at linkedin like if you're the one that really drives how ai is leveraged like baked into that product then you're going to be you know 100x pm um and then there's going to be the the sort of the, the the majority which are going to be you know using it day to day to automate certain things to help help you write user stories etc and then there's going to be the ones that are going to be literally out of a job, I think, in the next two years that are just not using any of these things, for example. So I think really important to, to yes, look at things like GPT, uh, you know, and at least have an idea of like how you can work with some of these APIs. But autonomous agent is is a really exciting opportunity that's you know only only launched in April, but it's you're starting to see some some good use cases with that that. Um, yeah, I would call it technology. Yeah, yeah, technology. Yeah. Uh, great. I have a, uh, good, uh, so I have, sorry, yes. but I have a quick question. So I, I previously worked for a rating agency, so I have some mm -hmm. domain experience. And let's say if I have an idea for using uh, generative technology, um, how can I basically find out that this is actually being, because so many companies have sprouted <laughs> since this, you know, so how can I find out that, Hey, somebody's actually building something, um, that I have an idea about because, and, and then is that something? Yeah. I mean, look, I think that is, it's true of AI or not really. I think when it comes to product is, um, look, it's important to understand the competitive landscape. So to know, like, what are other people doing so that, you know, we make sure we're not doing the same as someone else, but, but really a good product strategy comes from going from first principles and saying like, what is, what is wrong? Like, why is there this frustration there? Like, why is it that this person has a problem or that this, you know, the dominant solution is not serving its purpose for this specific customer. So I would say, don't get too distracted by what others are doing. Um, you know, just 
as as we do with any product strategy, find okay, like who who do you want to help? What's the problem they want? What is that desired ideal outcome they're looking for? And then how do you think you could best deliver that? Now there might be people doing the same thing. Obviously, try to differentiate. But hey, if they don't have traction, that could mean you know their solution's not great. They've picked the wrong audience. Um, they aren't focused enough in terms of the value they're delivering. So I wouldn't worry too much about the um, I was about to say opposition, the, the, the competition. Just be really clear on like what what are you trying to do, and 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 can you get some early signal from the market that that is actually something they value. So for example, very concrete example, I had a chat this morning with um, my team. We have defined a problem. Uh, early adopter market, we then looked at, and again, I'm happy to share this uh, ideation worksheet. Okay, do we think it's an acute problem? Is is the market addressable? Are we motivated to actually go and solve that problem? Do we see potential in the market? And then we looked at, you know, what are the sort of costs, some of the risks, potential solutions we might develop. But we're, you know, we're not worried so much about what does this look like as a business until we know we've got a person with a problem, we understand how we might help them, and we've got some you know, we've got them to sign up to a landing page, for example, to, to then go, yeah, great, let's move to level two, you know, build it, build a solution and test it out with them. Uh, with interest of time, uh, I think I would like to move on. One uh, key theme that I was listening to your chat and then what you were talking about, I think it is very uh, like clear that applied AI is one area where PMs can add a lot of value because you can bring in all the PM expertise, apply these interesting tools and spend, and that's one interesting key takeaway from this discussion. Uh, with that, I, I see Kelly had raised a... Uh, raise his hand mm -hmm. so I will let him ask one question then we will move on right. Maddie thank you so much yes I just like unmuted myself Henry I really appreciate this conversation and I thank you for talking about autonomous AI um, agents sorry uh, because my question is actually um, towards that road so um, mm -hmm. out of curiosity I wonder um if we humans, right, if we are good at um, maybe like along the way detecting errors and um, rectifying those errors, what happens when we use like autonomous agents, right, or generative AI to <laughs> create a lot of processes and we've gone far along the way and we notice that perhaps there is a biased data, right, or like mm. the algorithm is messed up due to an error? Yeah, How I do we rectify that? Yeah, good, good question. I mean, yeah, it's like, say, for example, you got, you said, uh, you know, you give it a description of a feature and it goes off and works out what to do. You can even say, hey, build, you know, build this product for me, market it, sorry, build it and market it for me. Uh, you can mm -hmm. see, I can see a world where it's going to be able to do that for, for, yeah, relatively simple products, let's say, like, uh, you know, a simple, I don't know, e-commerce platform. Um, yeah, I mean, this comes back to my point where, you know, we, we want to think of it as an assistant rather than um, autonomous is the wrong word, right? O autonomy in this specific case means it's doing limited stuff by itself. But, you know, it's not there like, um, you know, inventing, I don't know, coming up with the solution for world hunger, for example. Right? It, it's limited autonomy. You know, the key to that, is just keep an eye on what's happening, right? So, so one thing I really like with autonomous agent, why it's really fun to experiment, is it will talk through its thought process, and update the plan, then go and put it into action. 
So you can see where it might be going. And, you know, in those kind of situations, it's going to be really a simple case of like of, of oversight from you as, as the product person. And, and, you know, coming back to my first point, there's no, there's no, I don't see a future where we're going to replace human experience and creativity as product managers. And I think that's why it's really exciting. I'm excited about product management in the future because of AI, because I just see it as, you know, getting rid of all the boring stuff, the project management side, even like updating stakeholders and allowing us to, you know, stay on top of the high level thing. So part of that high level is going to be, hey, sure, we've got autonomous agents maybe like going and doing the building, but we are still keeping an eye on what's going on and, and adjusting and tweaking it as, as you know, you ask a follow-up prompt to ChatGPT to tweak the answer. So it's that that sort of relationship. Mm. I may be completely wrong, but that's that's how I'm, you know, from experimentation again, that seems to be where we're going with all of this. No, thank you. That is this um, insightful. I'm just like wonder if um, you know, for parts after like we've created or like using you know mm. autonomous agents or generative AI to create style, then like along the way we have to like go back to start from scratch, which kind of like leads to inefficiency, right? So I'm just like right. wondering if <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I mean, there's two points there. I think one is it's going to be doing this stuff, you know, so yeah. it's, uh, building a feature. It's going to be doing that in. 10 minutes rather than three weeks as we'd have with a team. Um, the second thing is it, it doesn't need to start from scratch, remember. So let's say, for example, uh, really a simple, a more simple example. But So I asked ChatGPT, okay, give me a Blue Ocean strategy canvas for the, uh, you know, the, the, I don't know, sales, email, marketing market. Um, and it will give me that. And I could say, okay, uh, you know, add a column for this or take away this other one or like, actually, could you, you know, add these three other competitors we haven't thought about. So it's able to adjust, you know, that's like a human, right? Edit its work mm. in some way. Um, so as long as you don't go, hey, you know, build this thing, go and launch it and reach out to a thousand customers and you don't check that before it goes out, then um, yeah, it, it just requires a bit of oversight, I think, and, and prompting. Thank you, that was helpful. We are going oh, I mean, over time, um, but I'm happy to continue, Henry. Do you have time as well? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I've got another 10 minutes. Seems like uh, it's an interesting discussion. So we'll wrap it up in 10 minutes. Uh, great question, Kelly. Uh, I just wanted to add one thing. Like right now, I'm working on a product. Um, uh, it's Starry Third Eye Anomaly uh, Detection Platform, uh, which detects um, outliers and business metrics. It uses applied science, not exactly applied AI. Mm. Um, but the, to your question, like you are halfway through, if you have a strong bias of data, obviously the anomaly detection gets impacted because it is very much data driven. And some of the things that I learned uh, as part of uh, uh, this whole um, building the product and taking to uh, the market, uh, that it's very important for you to be continuously uh, playing around and dog fooding mm -hmm. your own product and try with different like Kaggle has a set of data sets and learn the bias early on and if you uh, aiming for certain industry or use cases I think that is super useful and I do that very often mm -hmm. and we try to baseline 
sorry baseline always like taking this industry use cases and collecting uh, this data sets and i would not recommend going with synthetic data as well because synthetic data is nicely distributed and you get all pretty result um, but eliminating bias actually is helping a lot in trying out these different things and mm. they're continuing to do that and that was one learning second is applying business context and how you can make it really configurable at the beginning like when because all of these problems like bias how it it is introduced you will think bias but it's pri primarily what problems you are trying to solve for what business use case you are going after it may be bias for one business use case versus the other one or the problem you're trying to solve so these are some of the learnings you can uh, incorporate um, as you're thinking through this. Yeah, I touched upon two. I mean, there's five principles that, that we teach um, and, and that touches upon two of them. So I'll mention actually all five because we, we have gone through them actually by now. So the first is you writing really clear objectives. So that means providing context, giving depth of answer. Second, mastering follow-up prompts. So, you know, yeah, digging in to really understand and get to a good answer. Third, I've mentioned AI is, is an assistant, not autonomous. And four, just touching upon Kelly, Maddie, what you mentioned, you know, beware AI hallucinations and data quality. Like if you're adding, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go into ML because it's not my area, but you know, if you're adding crappy, incomplete data, you, you're not going to get very useful insights as, as you know, using AI or not, essentially. So, so do be careful about the input because that will obviously affect the output. And then um, the final one, which we just touched upon, is continuous learning is now the baseline. So, you know, it really is one of these things where the more I'm diving into it, um, yeah, there are, you know, again, we've got this decision tree. There are certain things you, you want to ask if you want to, you know, have good foundations in terms of like your roadmap, your strategy, kind of features you might want to build. But, you know, th this is all changing so quickly. So, you know, continuous learning, testing out the tools, BARD has just been released. It's not as good as ChatGPT, but it is faster and it's going to probably catch up quite quickly. So, you know, try all these different tools. There's going to be all these different autonomous agents coming out as well to test out and, and just see, you know, does it make sense to you, for example, if you're, you know, whatever the output is and asking prompts to try and get to a better answer in some way. Uh, thanks, Henry, for sharing this. I think this clearly gives an indication like uh, what are some of the challenges PMs are facing in this space and how to prepare for the impact of AI and this is a very good discussion and thanks for sharing all the tips. I think it will be super useful for the listeners. Uh, since we were talking about this topic, I'll ask one uh, question and then we will probably uh, wrap up. So uh, the question is around, we talked about bias, which is obviously all the points that you shared will be super useful um, to eliminate bias. Uh, what are some of the ethical considerations also PMs need to be aware of while using uh, AI? Because I think that's also a very big part. What, what do, you, do you mean in terms of meth like It's more I mean, there's quite the... a few, right? You know, there's, there's obviously like the data question of, you're currently, for example, most companies are not going to allow you to upload their customer data because OpenAI will have full access to that. I think that's going to change quite quickly because it just makes a huge amount of business sense for them to anonymize the data in some way. Um, beyond that, you know, I think the... What is yeah, I mean, by ethical um, AI, uh, sorry, ethical angle of AI is more around the responsible AI where... 
it's some what uh, yes it is go- going towards bias but it's more than bias like i mean eventually okay. like humans are training the um like uh, ai models right and how inclusive mm-hmm. they are with diverse background like um some of the responsive uh, responsible ai factor comes like how ethical you are like you should not teach cr- do crime or uh, give crime yeah for sure ideas. Yeah. Look, I, i think the big one like uh, yeah obviously there are you know this uh, problem with a lot of these things is there's a lot of unintended or unforeseen consequences you know as with that for example a, a good example of, of that, and that's very important for product generally right so say for example in during covid we we sort of collectively agreed that we should give lots of money out we didn't realize unintended consequence that that would trigger high inflation for example so you know of, there there are some obvious ones like yeah don't commit crime i think it's going to be things that we don't really see in these sort of unintended knock on effects so you know it's it's yeah we should you know try and think about what is going to happen but sometimes we just we don't know what 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 kind of unforeseen consequences might come about and i think the concrete thing you can focus on i think the reality is going to be um this is going to automate a lot of jobs i, I don't think it's going to be like mass unemployment but you know it's it, it will take away the need for like that extra designer that business analyst um uh ex, you know front end developer for example So you know our responsibility that I see is to make sure that you are if you're in you know in an organization as a leader that you are doing your best to um help people get up to speed with this trend so if that is you know you've got a front end or UI let's say UI designer um they should not be spending the same amount of time as that they should take 20% of the time to get the job done so you know you can how do you help them you know help them understand product for example help them reconfigure what their role looks like in your organization i think that's you know i think when it comes to impact we always like to think big and sort of change the world and actually the older i've got the more it starts with you know people around you your network people you manage friends family that kind of thing so so i think it's you know trying to yeah keep keep people in a job but also thriving um with this with this trend absolutely since uh, we are like way out of time uh, my final <laughs> question to you and uh, we can wrap up and thank you very much for uh, spending time with us and answering some of the great questions and then also providing a lot of insights which we can take uh, with us and uh, great learning so overall like what are your final thoughts in terms of what actions specifically pms need to start focusing on to stay relevant and competitive in this generative ai world mm-hmm. sure yeah first thing i uh, on the event today i'm just going to post two links to two articles where i go into sort of more depth and there are links to sort of various tools you can use on uh, impact of ai on product management but also autonomous agents which we kind of really excited about um i'm also going to link to our, our bootcamp we are launched that 5th of june um so that's where you know four week program really getting to deep dive into this and apply it to real world product scenarios But the general one is experiment there's no reason to not be building a side project to be you know have chat gpt up as your default browser now asking it questions about the work you're doing every single day and just sort of discovering new use cases um so experiment 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 build something on the side uh you know keep asking questions as new tools pop up 
get you know click that link have the tab open next time you need to like you know, generate an image for a presentation go use that new tool and just start really broadening the amount of tools that are going to be in your tool set i think it's a good place to start yeah greatly said like learning by doing it's very important oh yeah absolutely yeah this is 100% one of these things. Learn by doing. There's no way around it. Exactly. And if folks need to contact you, they will reach out on LinkedIn, right? Yeah, reach out on LinkedIn. Just message me. I post every day as well about um, products and more, more about AI recently. And I will continue yes. on that. So just follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, well, uh, great session. Uh, and thanks for uh, answering all the questions and all the insights. Uh, what I will be doing after uh, this event, uh, I will be also doing a newsletter post of this uh, discussion we have so folks can look at it mm -hmm. offline. And if you can also send your links that you were just mentioning to me, I can include that so that it will be handy uh, for the folks um, who could not attend or who have attended and wanted to refer it back later. Sure, sure. I've just posted them on the, um, the uh, there's a comment you added on the event itself, but I'll oh, send yeah, them great. to you directly as well. Awesome, awesome. Cool. Um, with that, we can wrap up. Thank you, everyone. And thanks a lot for uh, being a nice audience and uh, making it super interactive. <laughs> um, we will wrap it up. If you have follow up question, uh, we have the events page comment on that. I'm sure Henry would be able to respond to that or you can directly DM him and ask questions. So thanks again, everyone. And uh, thank you, Henry, a huge thank you for you uh, being present. No, no, thanks for organizing. Thank you. Um, with that, we are wrapping up. Thanks, Thank Maddie. Thanks much. for the questions as well. Cheers, Kelly. Good question. Yeah. Thank you.